Netrodyne didn't invent fleet safety, but they revolutionized it. Netrodyne uses the proven power of positive reinforcement to create safer drivers and reduce driver turnover. Welcome to the Green Zone. Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. Uh, I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platforms you're using to listen. On today's show, I'm excited to be joined by a transportation technologist, Adam Kahn, president of the commercial fleet team at Netrodyne. Welcome to the show, Adam. It's great to have you on. Uh, it's great to be here. So uh, thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate the time that we get to spend together. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about how technology, and Netrodyne specifically, is, is helping companies solve their driver recruiting and retention challenges and improve safety altogether. Um, I'd like to touch on the implementation of camera technology. Uh, we can certainly talk about the advantages of leveraging AI and gamification to improve the experience with safety technology. Um, I want to learn more about Netrodyne's Green Zone. And of course, we'll answer a question submitted by a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does all that work for you? That's perfect. Let's go. Uh, well, before we get to that, though, I am curious. You know, you've been in the industry for over 25 years. What uh, what got you into transportation and what keeps you what keeps you motivated? What keeps you here? Yeah. Well, you know, so I'm uh, I'm second generation. My uh, my father worked for Ford Heavy Truck for 35 years. So, you know, I grew up like everyone else. You know, when we had holes in our jeans, so I had a Ford patch on my on my kneecaps. And so. You know, I had the trucker hats before the trucker hats were, you know, in style. Um, so, you know, I've been around class eight, class seven tractors all my life, either uh, through, you know, my my father's you know business. And then about 25 years ago, I, I joined uh, the industry. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, one of the things I really, really uh, have aligned myself with is the the driver. Uh, you know the the uh, the responsibility they have and the you know the what they actually do for the economy and you know all the products that they deliver. Uh, I just think it's a wonderful job, and uh, you know a lot of what I've really focused my career on is 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 the safety of the driver and and making sure they can get their do their job and at the end of the day uh, you know get home to their families. Yeah, get home safely. That's that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I've recognized uh, over the course of at least the last couple of years that the industry is really on the on the cusp of a greater adoption of technology, especially as it relates to safety and compliance and, and driver recruiting and retention. Um, I'm curious if you're if you're seeing that as well, and if maybe you can speak to how Netrodyne fits into that narrative. Yeah, you know, so when you think about safety, uh, it's really this um, give and take that's happened over the last 20 years. Um, you know, drivers uh, looking at how they hard brake to being able to reconcile a, a significant crash to now where a lot of fleets are trying to uh, get in front of the claim of negligent entrustment or having a negligent safety culture. So the, the industry doesn't stop. And the good news for the transportation industry that I've seen is they've always leaned forward in terms of helping technology solve those problems. So Back in the day, it was GPS, it was workflow, it was sending uh, messages over the air, checking in with the drivers. Now it's very sophisticated where you have uh, devices that are installed on vehicles that 
can tell you if it's a red light, a yellow light, if you roll through the stop sign, if you're following too close, and really give that interactive uh, guidance or so, and the ability for drivers to self-coach real time versus waiting the, in the next day or a week later or, you know, the monthly safety meeting, you know, having the ability for a driver to get guidance real time and adjust their driving uh, is really important. You're seeing that that evolution, you know, I guess, uh, as we continue to progress, you know, a common concern I've heard in the industry this is for, for many years uh, is that, it, you know, fleets know they need a camera. Um, but are concerned uh, that implementing one will increase turnover, uh, especially at a time where you know drivers are so scarce. You know, uh, how can fleets implement cameras with minimal or no impact on turnover? Yeah, so so you use the term technology or transportation technologist. Well, one of the things that I really started to look into, um, and uh, I you know when we uh, as Netrodyne has grown, we've talked with many investors and. One of our investors asked us, well, what, you know, why, why should I believe that what Netrodyne's doing is going to change the safety culture or, or the, uh, you know, the, the performance of a driver? And I said, well, you know, as I draw back to my early days in trucking where I was thumbing through, you know, magazines from the industry, the number one in, uh, issues were driver retention and uh, fatality rate. Well, 40 years later, that's still the number one and number two issues. And I would actually suggest that we haven't really focused on solving the problem. We've, we've definitely addressed the issue, but solving the problem, as an example, historically, most safety systems have looked at the numerator, right? So I had to look it up. You know, it's been a long time since, you know, uh, middle school uh, math and, you know, the numerator is that top number, you know, the number of alerts, you know, how many times that you ran through a red light or you stop sign or you rolled through a stop sign. That's really interesting, except for it's all about finger pointing at that point, right? So you're only blaming and using a punitive approach to coach drivers. One of the things that we've done at, at Netrodyne is, is really focused on the denominator, right? So knowing that a driver, driver A had three stop sign violations, driver B had three stop sign violations. It's super interesting to know if driver A's stop sign compliance is 99%. Versus driver B's is eighty percent, so you really start to have you really can blend in the entire day into the conversation. Just moments of time that maybe something happened or a driver lost focus. You know, when you have those negative conversations with drivers, they're automatically going to reject the premise, right? So if all, the only time that you and I ever talked, Jeremy, was you telling me what I did bad during the day. I'm not that excited about talking with you. However, if you know, you can approach me and say, hey, look, you know, I know that you worked eight hours and seven hours and 55 minutes of that, you know, thumbs up, right? You're doing what we asked you to do. Let's focus on these little moments where I'm worried about you because I want you to get home safe. So those are different conversations. And I think those are starting to emerge where drivers, you know, I think, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We have driver appreciation week once once a year. I might suggest that we have driver appreciation every day uh, in the sense of, you know, they're out there eight, 10, 11 hours driving. And in that, in that moment, you know, you should actually look at that holistic driving experience and say, here's all the time you did exactly what we asked you to do. I'm probably going to start a conversation with a positive at that point, you know, tell you what you did, right. I'm going to um, work with you to uh, adjust your performance a little bit. 
But in those cases, it's definitely changing the acceptance rate of of, of things like video, where it, they they don't they no longer believe it's just spying on them or just peeking on their day to find the bad. Um, there's really great opportunities to not only look at the compliant driving, but one of the uh, unique features that DriverEye has or Netrodyne has is we actually pick up very positive driving maneuvers. So three examples, and, and uh, I'll draw on my, my history of working with drivers, you know, in, in, in the big scary driver meetings, you know, there's 200 drivers and they're all angry to be there. And they, you know, they got some slick salesperson up there telling them about how their technologies could be the next thing to save their jobs. Um, and it's, re- it's really an incomplete conversation. But when we get up and we start talking to the drivers about, hey, you know when that car cut you off and you created space? Well, we can see that now. Or, you know, when you were driving in the right-hand lane because that's where we ask you to be and someone's merging into the highway and they don't merge, but you but you create space, you, we recognize that now. Or the emergency vehicle that's on the side of the road, you know, the Scots Law that says if you can create some space, you should. So in all three of those instances, as an example, we recognize and reward the driver for that behavior. So it's really fantastic when, uh, if you think about the industry, the the invention of the inertial sensor was some magical thing that said, hey, we can now track hard braking. And therefore, if you reduce hard braking, you're probably a safer driver. When we look at those events, like those driver stars that I had just mentioned, in our top 15 customers, they're recording eight to 10 times more driver stars than severe hard braking events. So it's a huge database to draw on to start a conversation with a positive. And I, I just, uh, every, every driver meeting that I'm in, it actually extends because they want to know how they get more driver stars or what other things can we track, you know, that appreciate the drivers, you know, what they're doing every day. So back to what I was talking about, you know, I think every day should be um, driver appreciation day. Well, you're, and you're talking about acknowledging the things that they're doing right instead of just picking on the things they're doing wrong. You're not that nagging mother-in-law, you know what I mean? You're actually, you're, you're, you're helping to identify what they're doing right now. I do have, we have a deeper dive question that I, I'd like to get into a little bit earlier than usual, just because it's, it's related to uh, the implementation of cameras. The, the question is uh, a key reason drivers get into this industry is autonomy. If implemented poorly, cameras can make drivers feel like there's someone breathing down their neck. How can fleets improve safety? without taking away a driver's sense of autonomy. Uh, maybe just a little bit more uh, to elaborate on, uh, on that aspect. Yeah, and so I, I, think, I think the um, it's an interesting uh, merge that's happening right now or a convergence that's happening. So in the industry, the ask of the industry is to, to engage your drivers on a much more frequent basis. Uh, so as fleets are trying to mitigate litigation around um, negligent entrustment or negligent safety cultures, you know, what they're saying essentially is you need to talk to your drivers once a day, once a week. Well, that's, it's terribly hard to do. Um, you know, especially if you have someone who's, you know, on a long haul trip and, you know, they might be out on the road for three weeks and then they come home after that. So one of the things that technology is starting to do is be able to provide information in a, frictionless environment to the driver so they can consume it, understand it, and adjust. So as an example, um, 
historically, if I saw a driver was a perpetual speeder and, uh, you know, a week, a week after they got done with their trip, we sat down and we started talking and I told them, you need to slow down. It doesn't really resonate with the driver because it was a week ago, right? Um, the, the advance in the industry where we're starting to really feel like we're teaming with drivers more is maybe if you're speeding, I can have a small audio message that just says, please slow down. So removing the friction in those, in those, uh, conversations, and I do call them conversations because historically the conversations have really been face to face, but now I actually think there's this combination of face to face and digital conversations and the digital conversations are presented uh, where the driver can self-manage and self-coach. And, you know, they, they like that feeling of being, you know, the, the, the king of their castle and, you know, being alone and being a maverick and uh, kind of, hey, I'm going to go do my job. Just let me go do my job. Well, in those cases where short messages are provided to the driver, it's not a nag. It's, you know, it's a it's a it's an advice or it's an advisory type thing where. Nobody's around, nobody's pointing a finger, uh, and the drivers can kind of consume it as, as, um, as they seem fit. Now the, now, the great part of that is the brain, the cognitive processing, uh, the brain always wants to fix itself. So if that voice in your head keeps telling you to slow down minute, hour after hour, day after day, eventually, without even thinking about it, your brain's going to tell you, hey, I'm so annoyed with that audio message. I'm inherently going to slow down. So I, I, I do think that uh, technology's being overlaid and increasing the adoption because it's removing the friction and it's not becoming overbearing. Well, one thing that I think every driver you know wants is is to make more money, right? That that's always it's talk about a, a that's a denominator in the, back to your math uh, equation before, right? The denominator every driver wants to make more money. Um, how can fleets incentivize safe driving in a way that that benefits both the driver and the business's bottom line? You talked a little bit about some of that. Uh, you can can you expand? Things like uh, when you start playing around with a denominator, uh, they become really great uh, KP team based performance goals. Um, so instead of talking about um, hey, we need to reduce the number of alerts that we have for stop signs you're still introducing negative energy with that statement. You're, you're saying, I'm okay with you not stopping at stop signs. I just like you to do it less, right? I like you to do it a little bit less than you were doing it before. Where the inverse of setting goals for the team would be, hey, let's bring our stop sign compliance from 89% to 92%. So you're actually incentivizing the positive. And I, I really think that there's a lot of um, velocity around incentivizing incentivizing the positive where uh, if I have this plethora of driver star events and I have this recognition of driving compliance, you know, you really have this great base for starting every conversation with a positive uh, and or setting team goals based on the positive. And so I, I, back to the original point, when I talked about 40 years ago, I looked at the magazines and, you know, it said driver retention and driver recruitment were the number one issues and fatalities well, billions and billions of dollars later, um, and you know the same issues persist. You know, I, I might again suggest that. Well, what if we leaned into the positive versus the negative? And so, one of the, uh, I'll tell you a short story. Is um, we were uh, growing Netrodyne, and you know, early days, we're talking with a PR firm, 
and we're trying to get our first customer testimonial out there. And I was, I was a little bit aggressive with them. And I said, I want it. I, what I want is a PR release. that says, uh, if you're going to point a finger at your driver, we suggest thumbs up. And they, they paused for a second and they started thinking about, well, what does that mean? I go, well, you have plenty of fingers on your hand. Think about the different options you have. You know, thumbs up is probably the best one to start with, you know, because you have the index finger for pointing. And quite frankly, you have some other fingers on your hand that, you know, uh, might come up in conversations. But, you know, uh, nobody wants that, you know. So, you know, I, I do think that embracing the positive or finding the, you know, the things that are going right, you know, results, results are interesting. Results, you should always plan on what positive things that happen versus what negative things can happen. Well, it's having better conversations too, as to your, to your point, it's, it's, is you know, the, the, the quality of those conversations. Now it kind of sounds like, you know, there's some gamification that we're talking about here and, and this has been a growing uh, trend in the industry. And I think a lot of businesses are, are, are likely unsure, you know, how to actually implement, you know, gamification. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, how does Netrodyne enable gamification and, and what results have your customers seen? Yeah, so there's 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 two there's two examples that I can draw from. One is uh, so our um, our scoring metric is called the green zone, and um, again, one of the things that I, I was a strong advocate, you know, back when we were growing Netrodyne and the team was building the product for the first time, and you know, it was uh, from an experience standpoint, we had our first units deployed, and we all gathered around. Uh, you know, some of the engineers had never really seen a Class A tractor. Uh, but we had 10 to 15 minutes of footage drawn from the very first vehicle. And back in the day, we had small little LEDs uh, uh, imposed on the video screen, a yellow, a red, or a green LED. When the driver was driving down the road doing what they were supposed to do, the green LED illuminated. When, as an example, the driver rolled to a stop sign, the yellow LED illuminated. Or if there were 30 miles over the speed limit, the red LED would illuminate. So in those first 15 minutes, I think all 15 minutes, the green LED illuminated and everyone got kind of disappointed. They wanted to see Smokey and the Bear. They wanted to see the bootleggers. And I said, no, what you're seeing is fantastic. I go, we're actually verifying good driving. And, you know, our scoring label that is, has been called the green zone, right? It's the amount, it's, it's starting with the calculation of how much time the driver is in the green zone. So it actually looks at good driving as a metric for performance. Um, we, and the benefit of that proposition is that, you know, driver might start off in the morning and have just a shaky first hour. Maybe the cup of coffee spilled and they didn't have his coffee or maybe they're feeling other weather. But, you know, once some guidance is given to the driver, you know, an hour in, and the rest of the 10 hours that they drive is are spectacular driving. The score actually goes up. So good driving is actually recognized. And I think that's an important piece to really um, latch onto again is, is how do you have a complete conversation? The, the other piece that we we've started to see is these um, an additional driver star that we call it. We've started to look at the first three examples I gave were situational events where a driver created space. Recently, we introduced a, another a recognition element that looked for durational performance. So as an example, a driver who's 
come to a full stop at 75 stop signs in a row, right? This is kind of an important thing because now I'm looking, I'm tracking performance over time. And we actually started to draw a correlation between recognition and risk reduction. So one of our fleets that we have uh, since introducing that metric has had a 10x multiplier of drivers achieving that goal. During that same period of time, they had a 60% reduction in severe stop signs. So no longer is the punitive the only way to solve a problem. I would actually say the carrot is starting to become a very um, applicable way to, you know, to uh, engage drivers around performance and acceptance. Well, we've, we've you know, obviously touched a lot on, uh, on positive uh, reinforcement, you know, recognizing great driving. Have you even seen that that, that positive reinfor- reinforcement is having a greater impact on accident reduction, you know, especially versus, you know, more, you know, punishment-based, more traditional punish- punishment-based coaching methods? Well, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, so video has the immediate benefit of navigating through at fault, not at fault, right? So, um, you know, without video, it seems that every accident is, is labeled at the driver's fault. Um, one of the first things that video really starts to do is, is really be able to provide the third witness, right? The, the, uh, you know, maybe it's the best, best witness, but it's the third witness, right? It's the unbiased witness that says, here's, here's the data. Here's what happened. Um, so I, so I do believe that, you know, there's a direct correlation. The tricky part is, is unfortunately you have to get a lot of data to really create a really accurate statistical model. Um, there is an impact where, uh, we have one of our customers over the course of the last 18 months, they've seen up to a 40 to 45% reduction in accidents, and they travel 15, 20 million miles a month, you know, so a lot of, a lot of uh, driving for this particular fleet, but they're recording where, you know, it's almost a 40 to 50% reduction in accidents because the drivers are engaged in a program, right? So they, 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 obviously they know there's a camera in the vehicle. So to some degree, you know, you're conscious of that. Um, but if you're engaged in the program where, your conversations start off with some positives, you know, you're, you're buying in. And the moment that you buy in, you start to have these dramatic results. So, you know, you won't get the results if the drivers are resisting the program because they're going to find every reason to, um, to blur the lens to, you know, accidentally fall off the windshield. But if the drivers understand that, hey, this thing's actually on their side, then there's a lot of benefit about program acceptance and program engagement. Well, and it's not just uh, reducing crash risk that that is a you know a, a benefit, but it's also kind of to your point, you know, mitigating that that litigation, the potential of a you know nuclear verdicts that we continue to see uh, at an increasingly uh, incredible rate. So, from that perspective, I think it, it it makes a ton of sense. And and Adam, first, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And second, I always enjoy seeing you and the rest of the team at Netrodyne when we're at conferences and these events. So looking forward to seeing the team uh, uh, at uh, MC&E uh, coming up soon. So thank you so much. Yeah, just uh, just another little bit. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Uh, remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget, to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platforms you use to listen. 
Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.